0: 4 7
1: 2 left intercept the final barrier 2
0: Everybody, everybody, Nation version 2.0. This is Dan, and we are on episode number 43 this week. Nick is with me. Say hi, Nick. How's it going? And uh, Jake the Prankster is with us tonight.
2: What's happening?
0: What's going on, you guys?
2: Not... My internet sucks.
0: Yeah, that's we've, we, we've known that for a while, Jake. So yeah. it's been a while since the three of us have been on the show.
2: Long time. Uh-huh.
0: About three episodes now.
2: That all felt like more it did it did and you
0: know the strange thing is, is last week oh my god that's gonna be hard to top that one yeah that was uh that, that was pretty rough that uh <laughs> you know i was very concerned about the environment we were recording in uh, as you all know we were in the miniature aircraft uh shop essentially where all the tools are
1: big huge hollow building
0: with a metal roof <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know it turned out really well i was really pleased and i think uh I think the atmosphere of the the fun fly really came through in the show, and I think a lot of listeners enjoyed that that episode. And that that Kurt, oh my God, whatever they gave him before we stopped or before we started recording, they they needed to not give that to him again. Not
1: yeah, <laughs> save it for a case, special occasion.
0: Very special occasions. So what we're gonna do, guys, is uh, we're gonna kind of talk about what we've been doing up till now because we the three of us haven't been. Been around uh, each other for a while. Nick and I were at the Helipro's last week, of course, but Jake, what have you been up to, dude? I know you were—you uh, had some fun flies. You've been to a couple, and, I, and you and Nick the week prior did a show together, and you guys kind of talked about that a little bit. What's uh-huh. been going on, dude?
2: I've been flying.
0: You've been flying?
2: Lots of flying.
0: Have you been flying planks? No. You sure?
2: Well, I, I did like a night flight and absolutely destroyed my foamy, and yeah, that's it.
0: So, Jake, I can't help but uh, bring this up. I just, I'd, I could sense the excitement in your voice when you heard that I was getting a quad. <laughs> ah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy to report that I that quad only lasted about two and a half days in my trailer. That's it? Yeah, I traded it for a 600 Nitro.
2: Oh. Speaking and, of Nitros. Yeah. Where's mine?
0: Oh, it's on its way, dude. Mm-hmm. Aren't you, you're supposed to be waiting for it there at your post office.
2: Dude, they're starting to get pissed at me <laughs> at work because I'm not coming in. I've been standing by that mailbox for how long? Just keep doing it.
0: it it's, keep it'll doing be it. there.
2: So, Thinking what, what, Maybe I should just go to work and pretend to buy my own.
0: That, that might be a good idea. So what the hell, dude? What have you been up to? I mean, you went to these fun flies. What, what happened? Did you have a good time? Did you learn anything? Did you meet anybody or what's going on?
2: Um, no, I didn't meet anybody. I didn't fly, I didn't talk to anybody. I just, you know, sat in my car and and, you know, watched people and then left. That's what I did. Eat
0: Cheetos and watch porn?
2: Yes. <laughs>
0: that sounds like something you'd do.
2: No, I met a lot of great people actually. Um, the Phoenix Fun Fly, um one of our listeners was there, so I got to talk to him for a while. Actually, <laughs> funny story his esc went up in flames literally flames at the fun fly. at the fun fly yeah
0: was yes. it a contronic
2: no it <laughs> wasn't a castle it wasn't a contronic it was a
1: scorpion Scorpion. no
2: it wasn't a scorpion either i want to say it was a hobby wing really huh yeah yep dude was quick getting that canopy off and throwing shit out of the way and but yeah it was
0: <laughs> was he as quick as Dieter was when his goblin went up
2: I think he was faster. Wow. Yeah, it was really fast.
0: That's impressive.
2: And then you had that lingering smell of burnt electronics for the rest of the day. You mm. know,
0: you, you really can't appreciate that smell until you get a chance to experience it firsthand. And it's not <laughs> it's not pleasant. So, Nick, what the hell, man? How was your trip back from uh, Billings, Montana? It
1: was better than the trip there. Was it? Yeah, we we drove... From Billings to uh, Fourth of July Pass, so right over on the Montana Idaho border. No, and then, Idaho. Yep. Yeah, so and then we we crashed there. We just cruised into a rest stop about midnight. Throughout the barbecue, made some pork <laughs> chops, and then went to sleep.
0: You didn't go into the into the uh, men's room and put a little note on the wall.
1: No, no angry hate mail on, <laughs> on the wall.
0: <laughs> Why are
1: people always so angry? I mean that they feel the need to carve. With anger and hatred in the men's bathroom.
0: You know, I don't really know why people do that. I don't get it. Jake, why do why do you do that?
2: Because they, I uh, I don't personally do it, but yeah. I hear what you do is you're just so angry when you're taking a shit because you can't that you have to carve something. Oh,
0: is that that one where you're like, here I sit, given on the pooper, given birth yeah. to another state trooper, Like that kind of thing. Hey, I was a truck driver. I used to back in the early days. I I used to read that funny stuff. <laughs> so last week, um, of course, the the fun fly really went well. We had a good time.
2: Without me, jerk. Without Jake,
0: and we uh, met a lot of good people and had a chance to get some good flying. And did uh, we were having a little bit of some ESC issues. We got those figured out. Nothing burnt. Nothing burnt up. Oh, but we got uh, had some power failures and whatnot. They were just shutting off. For whatever reason. Don't really know why that was happening. Do we know why that was happening yet, Nick?
1: Yeah, I think uh Jesse's castle was bad. It just continued to get hotter and hotter every flight throughout the weekend. So, but then <laughs> then that little turd, he won um just like two days ago mm-hmm. or three days ago. Got an email from Ready Heli. He won a Heli Drive one twenty. Perfect. Yeah.
0: He's a, he's a lucky little bastard isn't he?
1: Yes he is big time I know he, he had an on weekend I did not but that's okay I, I have yet to regain my my onness
0: Yeah well you know you and I were actually talking about that a little bit earlier It's funny I've been gone for three weeks and uh, flying in various different locations and I just can't help it when I'm when I'm somewhere else I just can' I, I can't do what I normally do. I just get exceptionally nervous for whatever reason. Went flying yeah. today and just had a blast, man. We just were just flying like mad. And you know when you're flying and you just feel aggressive, you're like, yeah, yeah. I just, it's like the first time that's happened since I've been gone.
2: Strange. Cool. It felt good.
0: And there's people uh, around. That's the thing. I don't get it. There's people around.
1: You know, it's home home turf, man. I tried to. I went out there, tried to get a couple flights in after work, just. Because, yeah, I didn't have the greatest flying weekend there. And and then as I went out and powered up the whiplash, I remembered that um, I had forgotten my transmitter at the fun fly. And so all of my helis were bound to a transmitter that I did not have anymore. (laughs) And with no bind plug, I just sat there and shook my head and said, well, we'll just come back try another day. Yeah. So hopefully yeah we're we're taking off uh camping this weekend but all next week uh,
2: you know nick if you had an 8fg you don't need a bind plug
0: this is true
1: i know Uh Uh,
2: i've got to get
1: i don't know now i come back from the fun fly and i just want all this different stuff and yeah i don't know i need to get i just need some i need one of those days back out at my home field where everything kind of goes back to normal and
0: dude that was the day i had today it really was (laughs) they're Uh,
1: good it's it's weird how you have those days and it just kind of it really rejuvenates everything and and gets that that positive vibe and that feeling back i'm i'm lacking on it big time because i was just yeah i don't know it was a lot hotter the billings than we're used to over here. So that kind of threw me off. Obviously, when you're not flying with your own transmitter, you can still fly, but you just never get into that comfortable, you know, groove. I kind of actually just gave up at the end of what was that, Saturday or no, Sunday. I just kind of gave up and was like, ah, you know what, screw it. I'm just going to go shoot a tank of autos. So we were out there just laughing and joking and shooting autos because I couldn't get into my groove. With anything else, but
0: But you were shooting some pretty sweet autos, dude.
1: Those those were fun. I didn't realize that I could stretch out inverted ones a couple feet off the ground for so long. So I guess it, it wasn't all bad. It yeah. turned out there was some good stuff.
0: So before we go into the news, I kinda what I kinda wanna do, you know, it's it's been kind of a sporadic three weeks. Well, a little longer than three weeks. You know, there's i I had a few emails when I got home some questions about various things we've talked about. So from my perspective, from my end, there's a few things I just want to mention real fast. Yeah. Uh, first, firstly, yeah, I did get, did get a 700 and no, I know we made it sound like I burned up four YS motors last (laughs) week, but I didn't (laughs) hurt. I did go through one and, and, um, you know what? It's hard to say There's metal shavings in there. Anyway, it's no good. We got it taken care of. Got a new one in. No, I haven't flown it yet. Uh, Well, uh, Nick and I flew a couple times through it, but we've kind of come to the conclusion that that outrage fuel that I was burning in that that I have because I'm waiting on the cool power to show up, which will be here next Wednesday, by the way. uh, It just isn't very good fuel for those 91s. It seems to be fine in the 50, but in the in the bigger motors, I don't know, the more complex carburetors. I don't know. It just doesn't seem to hold a tune very well.
1: No, I didn't like it at all. No, and that was not the experience that I've had with the SR3DS at all. I mean, at all. Yeah, because we
0: we had it so rich, and they were commenting on how much. I mean, it was it was obviously rich, right, Nick? I mean, you were you were there. I mean, it was ambient temperature almost rich. Oh yeah, and without changing anything, it went lean. Yep. So before we did end up with a second one, you know, that was welded together, uh, we just stopped. And said, "Wait for the good fuel." So yeah, speaking of the goodness, the the goodness goodness that is cool power.
1: Cool power. Mm.
0: So that's another thing I want to talk about. We're kind of back into the normal swing of things. I'm just absolutely pleased and honored that Frank Lewis saw fit to make me a rep. Uh, It's a Team B rep, nonetheless. It's the first um, affiliation that I've had personally with anything within the industry. I mean, we've got affiliations with the show, but I don't really. This is a personal thing. This is just between me and Cool Power, and I'm just honored. So thanks for, to Cool Power for that. That's just great. So we got that going. We mentioned also we have a, well, we do have a, we're going to announce a giveaway today. We've been talking about it for a while. We did mention it a few episodes ago. We got the charger case. And Sweet. And absolutely fantastic. Been showing it around at the fun flies we've been to. Haven't really had a chance to figure out what we're going to do. Before this episode is over, you guys will know what it is we're going to do to give that away. Chances are it's going to involve Facebook. Sorry to you guys that don't like Facebook, but it's just a powerful tool for us. Deal with it. When it comes to this, when it comes to giving stuff away, it's just it just makes it a lot easier and fair for us, frankly. Mm-hmm. You know, that's really about it. You know, it's been a real sporadic, like I mentioned, and we've been doing a lot of traveling. I think I got, got like... Uh, almost 2,000 miles in traveling in the last three weeks uh, met some really cool people up there in Wyoming again uh, Steve and and Jack and Troy you guys did a fantastic job at Gillette weather wasn't real cooperative but we made it we made it happen and then into the buildings of course that that awkward <laughs> Nitro ban what a what a downer that was nonetheless it, it worked I didn't
1: yeah it it well okay so I guess, yeah, it wouldn't be a big deal for me because I have both. I'm sure for some it w- it was a big deal. But it wasn't as bad as I think everybody thought. And if you had both helis, then it it, it was a very unfortunate thing if you didn't show up because of that. Because right. it, it didn't affect, like me personally, it was no big deal. Get up in the morning, fly the nitros in the morning, fly the electrics all afternoon.
0: Yeah, super good time. Also, I got a couple of emails asking me if I'm really selling the Fusion. Absolutely. <laughs> a goner that no more electric helicopters for this dude at least i mean you can't ever say never right but for the for the visible distant future it's gonna be nitro for me that that's really about all that i really kind of wanted to kind of catch up with guys is there anything you guys wanted to kind of wrap up here before we go into the news um i have the
1: mcpx that's right yep so i will be getting (laughs) getting that put back together
0: (laughs) so here's the let me just refresh yeah. everybody on that. Hawker, RR, Hawker RC uh, gave us um, a brushless conversion for the MCPX. Dieter put it together. I tried to fly it, tried to mess with it, don't like those little helicopters, handed it over to Nick this week. He's going to put it through the ringer and kind of tell us what he thinks about it. Yeah. So that'll be fun.
1: So we'll get it. And I will have the, the KDE... Um, 700 xf review coming out soon once we get everything settled down i've just had so much going on and esc issues i haven't been able to give i want to give that motor as fair as a shot as i can um to give an accurate review so that will be coming up too all right nick well i
0: think it's about time we go into some news what do you think yeah let's do some news let's do some news.
1: Somewhere. On the other side of town, lies a helicopter, broken, bent, and clinging to life. How it got there is a mystery. Was it a lockout, or just dumb thumbs? One thing we do know, though, is the only chance it has for the right parts to bring it back to life?
0: Helipros.com This is Todd Bennett from Freestyle 3D, and you are listening to RC Heli Nation.
1: Alrighty, well, the biggest th- this this was the shocker of the heli industry is Tarek Al has he announced on Facebook that he left outrage and SAB. This is big. There was no there was no big like formal announcement usually you know the top pilots oh i just want to thank everyone for everything that they've done and you know just want to they give a little bit of an explanation on why they're leaving and what they're going to pursue and Mm -hmm. you know big shout out and thanks to everyone there was none of that this time he just said i've decided to leave outrage and sab as of today i'm not going to attend 3d masters and i will however continue to enjoy the hobby and hope to see you too, soon it, it's caused a huge stir um yeah the big reason is why i mean why was it just all of a sudden like that everybody that knows him seems to say it's just he's a great guy he's out there to have fun so uh, i mean it, at least if anything comes of it i hope that he can get back to enjoying if he wasn't enjoying the hobby then get back to that enjoyment because sometimes Politics and dealing with companies and sponsorships and all that can can kind of suck the fun out of it because it gets political. So, Trek, if you're listening, we hope that you can have some fun and really enjoy what you go on. not.
0: So, Nick, I want to play the devil devil's advocate on this the whole Tariq thing. And sure. I'm probably going to get some hate mail for this. That's all right. But it's got to be. I, it's something I've been thinking about. So, Tariq is the self-proclaimed. King of 3D.
1: I wouldn't say self-proclaimed. Who's he's who, the nominated?
0: Okay, so here he has an, an opportunity to go to 3D Masters mm-hmm. and stand toe-to-toe with Nick Maxwell. Yep. Could it be? He just didn't want to go there and be embarrassed? He he doesn't compete though. So what what's the big deal about him not going to three D Masters then?
1: Um, well, if he's not associated with SAB and Outrage, they, they bring him to events to to do demos just to fly he doesn't compete he never has competed he's i mean he's awesome he's a great guy but he he wouldn't stand a chance against those guys let's be honest i mean he has a very unique style yes but but it's not it's not 3d master material no there's a lot of incredible pilots that can just smack the crap out of a heli but when it comes to 3d masters it's every move both directions you know, nonstop reversals. Turk just doesn't quite have that skill set, and that's okay. I mean, nobody's like holding that against them. Well, I guess some people do, but I don't. <laughs> um.
0: I, I don't. I don't really hold it against him um, personally. I can't really watch his videos, i for more than a few seconds.
2: They're kind of ADD.
0: And, and that's that's just me personally. And I, I mean, obviously, you watch him, and we've talked about this before. The guy's got an ama- amazing ability. Yeah. There's, there's no denying that. But my, my other thought when all this shit went down and I was watching that thread go absolutely viral was, who the fuck cares? <laughs> is that wrong of me to think that? I mean, it's like, what? <laughs> oh, my God. No. The sky has fallen. The ocean is turning blood red. I'm going to sell all my heli shit and get out of the hobby now.
1: Well, if you never got on that train, you know, that direct train, then you really wouldn't care. I personally, I was, I never got on it myself. I mean, yeah, like you, I think he's a great pilot, but I think there's a lot of great pilots. It just, you know, and he's also got a real distinct advantage of, you know, because of his home situation. I'm not going to, you know, really get into that because that's his own personal deal. But there's, I think there's a lot of people that would be a lot better than they currently are if they were able to fly, crash, fly, crash like he did. Well, and, you know, and he was okay with it. He's been open about yeah, that. Absolutely. I mean, that hasn't been a big secret.
0: Yeah. I mean, when Bert was on, he was telling us that Drake would crash and he would go to the hotel and his, people would fix his shit, right? And he'd come back the next day and everything's fixed. Yeah. And that's great. I mean, I'm jealous, a little bit, I'm not gonna lie. Must nice. <laughs> Yeah, no kidding, huh? But anyway, that's a you know, I don't know. I uh, You know, I, I you know, there's some Muslim holidays coming up as well. Some people have been pointing that out. Very well could be wants to just spend some time with the family.
1: That's great. I'm a little disappointed that it it was that abrupt. I mean, I don't I'm sure that he knows how many people look up to him, but there is a large part of the community that does really look up to him. Yeah. Uh, No matter what happened, which it sounds like, uh, my take is that something not good happened. Yeah. I mean, it wouldn't have been that quick, that abrupt, and just on Facebook, you know, um, if everything was all hunky-dory.
0: Right.
1: I would have liked to see a little bit more, you know, out of him, but then again, it's... It's not really him that's losing. It's Sab and outrage here because right. that's the first place that people are going to point, you know, point the fingers at. What the heck did you guys? Yeah, do? what did you do? And, and I'm curious about all the, you know, all the track edition stuff that's coming out and the yeah. motors and all this. Just, I mean, like instantly have that all go away. Yeah, I'm sure time will tell.
0: Yeah, that's but, what I'm saying. So, what else we got in news? Um, so
1: E-Flight is kind of doing a, a, or the blade division, should I say, is doing something kind of cool at Urcha. Um, what they're going to do is you can enter this contest and you can't be sponsored. You can't have any sponsorships or affiliations when you get there. Then you enter the contest, they hand you a, a DX 18 and a blade 500 X, and then you're going to compete. Like three and a half minute freestyle flights. And in the end, they're going to give away prizes, and it's, you know, the rest is kind of, you'll just have to show up and compete and find out. I think that's kind of cool. Yeah. I mean, it's something different. I haven't heard of them doing it before. It'll be really interesting to see what can be thrown down with the 500X, you know, still being blade, still having that kind of, you know, negative persona that goes along with them. Uh, I think it's gonna be cool. It'll be a pretty big shocker, I think, for everyone to watch some of the flight videos. Yeah. You're gonna be feeling pretty dumb about your your logos or your T-Rexes <laughs> or all this other kind of stuff when you go to fly it the next time. Thinking, wow, you know that kid just smacked the crap out of that 500. Yeah, and it took it. So, but yeah, I think that's kind of a neat. I it's nice it's, to see. Yeah, it's up. Gonna,
0: it's gonna be a great way to see some new, fresh talent.
1: Yeah, that's absolutely. Nice. And it's nice that they go in and they level the playing field. That's what's really neat because you get to see a true pilot. You know, if the heli can't take it, that's fine. That's one thing. But then the pilot himself is going to have to have the skill to recognize that and back off just a hair. Mm-hmm. So kind of some, some really sad news. Um, we lost an incredible pilot uh, this week. Mike Swift passed away. Been in the hobby forever. He flew for miniature aircraft and futaba for decades. Um, Known for amazing scale builds, um, won the Toledo competition several times. Um, He started his own event, the Crow Island Fun Fly, and was just a really, really well known. Uh, individual in the hobby, known for helping everyone, not only competing himself but just helping everyone. It's uh, really sad, sad news to to hear that. But um, hopefully, wherever he's at, he's he's got a transmitter and something to fly.
0: I I, um, I kind of feel like um, I missed out on something because you know I heard the name, but I've never I never really knew anything about the guy. And of course, once you start reading about this that and the other when someone does pass it's like wow i think i might have missed out on something there
1: yeah it's it's hard when you know when something like this happens you you find out how how much bigger this hobby is than we really realize you know the the big name people that have been in it forever i don't know if it's just a west coast east coast thing i'm sure there's a lot of people over here on the west coast you know that people on the east coast have never heard of yeah That have contributed so it is big but i know that he had a really positive impact in the hobby so it's uh, always sad to see someone go like that yep bit of a brighter note looks like Kasama's trying to come back into the game they got some pictures up of uh 600 electric it's pretty sweet looking Mm -hmm. i'm not gonna lie Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that is a uh that's a sexy looking heli
0: you know that every Kasama is a sexy looking heli there's no question but you know the problem with that is they, they they pull out a helicopter it's all sexy and neat and then they don't do any support for it yeah so i've been down the kasama road i owned one i learned the hard way i know there's people out there that have different stories but i don't think uh i don't think i'll be biting on that kasama bite or that kasama bait any
1: doesn't seem like it's all that available in our area that's another thing to consider too i mean there's there's helis uh, I've seen you know videos of eco flies for for Jr. Mm-hmm. He's he's doing these competitions and flying helis, Jr. Helis that no one over here even knows exist. Yeah, and they're and they're super popular. Yeah. over you know in, in all throughout Asia and Europe. So uh, that's I guess It's just an yeah, area. Thing. You're
0: right, and you bring up a good point because uh, we have several listeners in the UK. I talk to him on occasion, and th- there's a big Kasama. I guess following or support in the UK mm-hmm. so much that they actually have their own Kasama fun fly. To go to the fun fly you have to be a Kasama owner. Wow. And, and they get enough pilots to make it happen. So I don't If you got all the Kasama owners in the states together,
1: it'd be a small fun fly. <laughs> it'd be a
0: small fun fly. You could feed them with a 20 piece nugget out of McDonald's probably. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm sure there's more of them out there but uh, I know that Mike Osama that I bought it lives, lives in Canada now. So,
1: Canada? Yeah. Um, Mikado's got a new one coming out. I don't know if it's just a fuse or if it's a whole new heli, but they call it the Uvalar. U-V-U-L-A-R. <laughs> yeah, it's the... Uh, Uvula? <laughs> Uvular. Oh, Whatever it is. <laughs>
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a. Full it, f- it reminds me of a Ford Taurus or a Mercury <laughs> Sable from the '90s. Oh God, that, that's harsh.
0: That is harsh. It, well, look
2: at it and tell me it doesn't have the same line.
1: No, it does. It, it's kind of like the. I say kind of and just very vaguely kind of like the Stacy fuselages, but uglier, and, and yeah, more Ford Taurus ish. Oh yeah. yeah. I don't know. I mean, they needed, I guess, seems like every company's got something like this available now. I don't know if it was their little answer to the to the goblin boom or yeah. really what the purpose was, but so it I sh- is what it I is. I
0: should make a mention, too. Jake, welcome back. Hey. Just, I just thought I'd say you've kind of been in and out so far because your internet is just, uh, you know, people just hear your voice, and I just thought I'd say welcome back, dude. I missed you for that five, ten minutes you were gone. <laughs>
3: You didn't miss anything, didn't you? A
2: little bit. Just a little bit. a little bit. A little bit. Well, that's it.
0: That's it? Yeah. I got... It's not really news, but I got... Do you want to call it a rant? No, it's not. Well...
1: Ran away. All right. Press.
0: So check it out. I'm I'm on I'm on Heli Freak, and I'm looking through the threads, and I see a thread that's titled something like, I've been out of the hobby for five years. So I decided to click on it. First mistake.
2: Bad idea.
0: So then I go and and the only thing the thread says, "Help me pick a helicopter." And I'm like, "Dude, really? Why yeah. would you post something like that on the forum,
1: dude? Cuz they're bored and they just want to talk to
0: someone?" <laughs> uh, you know, people that do that are douchebags. Einstein proved it years ago. Is that am I being a little harsh? No, cuz it's a it's a pointless uh yeah,
1: it's a pointless post.
0: I mean, okay, so you're 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 away from the hobby for a while, all right? You're gonna come back and tell me that you're not gonna spend five minutes just looking through shit to kind of find out what's the new hotness, and at least looking at that, and you're just gonna go on there and say, "Oh, tell me what helicopter to buy, guys." I mean, for people sake. are lazy. Jake, you did that, didn't you? You you did it under a a pseudo name just to piss me off, didn't you, Jake?
2: Maybe. I think you did. I I, I figured it would get your attention.
0: It's not really news, but I just, I was like, when I read it, I was like, oh, I should talk about that on the show. Oh, this reminds me of something else that I missed. Uh Stupid things that I do all the time. And uh I actually meant to talk about it last week. So I met uh Chris Nelson. He owns the whole kit and caboodle over there at uh HeliPros and Lyco and all that stuff. He also owns miniature aircraft. Mm-hmm. So, so we're sitting in the uh, heli pros.
2: <laughs> I know where this is going. Yeah.
0: <laughs> We're sitting in heli pros, dude. And uh, I'm just trying to make conversation with the guy. You know, I, I want to engage him and kind of just talk with him for a little bit. And so I said to him, So what's your helicopter of choice? And he looked at me and he said, Full scale? And I said, No, 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 no RC. I asked the owner of miniature aircraft what his RC helicopter of choice is. Dude, that that's, that's awesome. It's like, um, you he know, when you that. say something and you want to, like, gobble the words back as they're leaving your mouth. You want to just like be able to, just take one big bite of Win- it. <laughs> it <laughs> <is> <laughs> <that>. <laughs> but it's too late. Uh, you know, they're already. It's it's already coming out, and you know, you're like, as you're saying it, you're like, I can't. I cannot believe that I'm asking this question. But Did he you took at it
2: least well. Have
0: to go over. Yeah, I wish. Right. No do overs. Now he was a good Wait. guy. We had a great time. We talked for quite a while.
1: He's a he's a really really nice guy, and that was awesome that he was um, letting that other guy uh, give rides in his Robinson. Oh man, that was a blast.
0: Do you want to know why that other guy was giving rides? Why? Because Chris isn't licensed to do that.
1: Oh really? Yeah, he can't
0: he can't fly people for money.
1: Oh, gotcha.
0: And uh, so what? You know what? you took the ride uh, oh yeah tell us about it it was kind of cool actually i you got some pictures some aerial pictures of the fun fly mm-hmm.
1: yeah yeah we went up with uh me and jesse went up with one of the gals uh that works at helipro so they could take pictures of uh the aerial shots of the fun fly and then we went out for a kind of a bomber ride down the river and we, we were doing 113 miles an hour down the river that's sweet yeah, it was awesome. And then, kind of as the river was winding back and forth, the guy was banking through like total like Vietnam style, <laughs> you know. And it was a, uh, it was cool. And he pulled up into some big, huge stall turns, just did those. And yeah, it, it was a lot of fun. I mean, I've spent some time in a heli before, but never like just out flying for some aggressive fun. It yeah. was neat definitely one of the highlights of the trip
0: one one thing i saw him do and i think it was when you guys were on it right towards the end he went up i don't know how many feet above the fun fly and hovered for a second and then went into like a kind of a full-scale version of a nose down funnel kind of yeah mm-hmm. that must have been incredible i would have yeah. shit my pants dude
1: it was it was <laughs> really cool i mean just the the weird you know yeah he kind of actually did a little bit when we went out um and he did that stall turn he kind of started it with a little bit of a almost like a little tail down kind of a slide funnel deal it, it was sweet you definitely get that that stomach up in your up in your throat feeling
0: and the doors were off so when he did did those steep banking turns did you just feel like oh shit i'm gonna fall out
1: oh no it's great i love it
0: <laughs> yeah? i love it it's
1: <laughs> crazy how there if you if you haven't gotten a chance to ride in one it, it's very unique in that they shake and vibrate a lot
0: mm-hmm.
1: like you don't expect it but when he's going when they really start rolling in the collective and loading it down god it just it shakes and you think geez everything's gonna fall apart in here
0: <laughs> but it seems to be perfectly normal well you know when i was uh, younger uh, i fought forest fires and i had my fair share of uh riding in helicopters over fires way up in the mountains mm-hmm. you will not catch me on a helicopter for the life of me really oh, oh. no no i uh i hated every minute of it <laughs> i really did i i uh i just remember we'd, we'd load up and we'd have to fly sometimes 50 miles back and i just i would literally have to keep my eyes closed and looking down the whole time
2: yeah it didn't do well in there Jeez. Dan, I have a problem. What's up, dude? My glow starter's lonely.
0: Well, I have a solution to that problem.
2: Yeah, what you got?
0: I'm thinking you should take a close look at the Outrage Velocity N2, man. Why should I? Well, you know, Burt has really been involved with the the changes that you've been seeing over there, and I think you're going to see some really fantastic products coming out of Outrage here.
2: Yeah? Nice. I'll take a closer look at that.
0: Perfect, dude. Outrage N2, available at a hobby shop near you. the other day nick and i were kind of talking about those first few days in the hobby i was telling nick a story you know i came home and i had a package sitting there from tower hobbies and i opened it up and it was a it was just a shitty little helimax axe 400 and i took it took it out of the box and uh i was sitting there looking at it And just this pure excitement, it's because I was looking at all these little moving parts and I just thought to myself, oh my God, this is the coolest, This in the history of helicopters, this is the coolest fucking helicopter ever made. (laughs) I mean, it just was all these little moving parts. I spun the blade by hand and like, oh my God, look at how everything's just moving in unison. This is so cool. I mean, it's just the excitement of that first experience with a collective pitch, especially a, a collective pitch. I don't know, guys. That's kind of, that, that excitement, that's kind of what keeps me in the hobby, tr- trying to remember and trying to recapture those moments. Yeah. And I think as we move on, we kind of get jaded to some of that stuff. The, the pure excitement of those first few moments. Um, now, I've often told people that my first helicopter was a 550. That's kind of true. <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> I did have this X 400 for about seven seconds. And uh, I remember I called my mom over and I said, you got to come watch this. I, and I charged the one battery pack I had up, set it out in the driveway and I had a Lincoln Navigator and I was sitting in, in the hatchback, had the hatch up, started spooling it up. And this is just a little, little teeny 325 millimeter blades. And it just was so incredible. The thing lifts off the ground. And, and all of a sudden, I'm flying it. And this feeling of absolute amazement comes over you. And uh, <laughs> I remember it starts to drift one way. And I played a little bit with the sim. And I, I, I was able to get it back. And all of a sudden, it starts drifting towards me. Panic sets in. Full collective. It ends up hitting the top of the hatchback about nine inches from my head. <laughs> so, you know, and my mom looked at me and she said, well... <laughs> That was kind of dumb, wasn't it? That was kind of a waste of money. And, you know, the thing of it is, is it wasn't because that's kind of what started it. I mean, I went immediately and said, I have to get a bigger, better helicopter. And, you know, we think about, you know, as we move along and we get so wrapped up in learning the next maneuver or, you know, freaking out about getting our setups right, we kind of sometimes forget the excitement. And that's one thing that working with Ed has really been able to, kind of helped me with is that that pure enjoyment of a hover i mean do you guys remember those days oh yeah yeah what was every it for time you? i fly <laughs> what was it for you nick what i mean what what was your experience
1: oh i had um a buddy of mine uh who i've done numerous other marginally extreme hobbies with we we built uh Rock crawling buggies together, and we've ridden motorcycles together. I guess he flew way back in the day, flew helis, and so he, we had kind of gotten out of touch, and all of a sudden he just showed up at my house, which this is pretty funny too, because it's very not safe. It, it, in my old house in the backyard it was really little. He shows up and he had a Raptor 50. He's like, "Dude, I'm flying helicopters." <laughs> no way. Let's see it. <laughs> so this backyard is <laughs> literally it's like 20 by 20. So we both apparently think it's a really great idea to just fire up this Raptor. And he's just gotten back into it and hover it in my fenced-in wood backyard. I mean, I look at it now, and I'm just thinking, it doesn't get any dumber than that. (laughs) But the second I saw that thing lift up off the ground, I knew. I was like, okay, that's it. I drove straight down to the hobby shop, and I bought a Blade CP Pro. No, excuse me, I take that back. A Blade CP, the one that had, like, no gyro. It just yeah. built into built into the little mixing board all-in-one uh-huh. all thing. And, uh-huh. uh, oh, yeah, I picked that thing up in seconds. I mean, within seconds, there was wood splinters just flying <laughs> everywhere across the backyard. I was but I was so stoked. I mean, it was awesome. All those pieces flew, and for me, it was like, oh, this is great. I get to fix it. It's awesome. So I went back down, and I think for that first week, I went to the hobby shop about twice a day, Mm -hmm. depleted Mm -hmm. their whole entire stock of (laughs) Blade CP parts, (laughs) and then apparently decided that after a week, the reason that I was crashing was because it did not have – a gyro like the Blade CP Pro did. So then I bought that one.
0: Very
2: nice.
1: <laughs> How'd that work out for you? Uh, th- you know, that one wasn't, it wasn't quite as bad only because then my buddy got involved. Um, we did the training gear thing and I, I quit flying it off of grass. We actually went down to the local school and underneath the big covered basketball court outside. Um, I just kind of slid it around on the training gear and oh oh, yeah i drove it into the roof and just crashed the ever-living crap out of it over and over again but it uh and then i got a simulator so about two and a half weeks or three weeks after i started flying i got a simulator and that was it i mean it was once i got the simulator and i didn't have to fix it every single day i was set Uh, there was no turning back
0: that's incredible jake what was your what what did it for you
2: I was always into it. Yeah? I I can't remember a day in my life where I didn't think about flying. Even before I had one, I, I had like RC Modeler magazines, and I always had like one or two of them circled that I was going to save my allowance for and stuff as a kid. I just never got one.
0: Okay, so fast forward to that first one. When you actually got it in uh, your hands, and you were looking at it, and the thoughts. I mean, what were you thinking? What
2: What did it mean? Um... What did it mean? I don't remember. Dude, I'm sure I was just too damn excited to really pay attention and just went out and hovered the thing.
0: Were you, did it was it successful?
2: Fairly. Yeah. Yeah. You I suck. mean, I I had already had a sim at that point. So I mean, I had played with them on the sim and stuff and I could hover on the sim and I could do a little bit of forward flight on the sim and I ended up getting the original Blade CP. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. And, you know, I would hover it around and, you know, I would like walk down the driveway or walk to the neighbor's house down the road behind it. So it was just like in a forward hover all the time. That was great.
0: So we we all got our first helicopters right. Now, the next step was what kept us in it. And let me kind of preface that a little bit. Uh, when I built the Vibe, which, by the way, that Vibe has a little bit of a claim to fame. Tariq El-Sade flew my Vibe 50.
1: That's awesome. Wow. Do you
0: want to know how I know that? The, if you guys remember back to the guy who initially started filming him, Gorgon 435, mm-hmm. I bought it from him and he has pictures of it. Pictures, he sent me pictures of Tariq flying that helicopter when I bought it. Anyway, wow, that's a side story. That's it's cool though. So I get the 550, and for me, what you know, obviously we've talked about it before the Finless videos, tremendous resource. So mm-hmm. I, I get it put together. I get in touch with a heli-freak user by the name of Jason J. He lives in uh, Coeur Idaho, or just north of Coeur d'Alene. I make my way out there. Didn't want to try to fly it until someone looked at it. He looked at it, said I did a good job, flew it. I watched it fly. Did my very first hover at his place. One short little hover, and he's like, you want to do it again? And I said, you know what? Let's leave on a good note. <laughs> Because I didn't want to crash the shit out of it. Which leads me to when I got back, I had, you know, the nervousness of learning how to fly by yourself. It's rough for those of you who haven't done it.
3: It sucks. It's it's horrible. Actually.
0: So I used to go down to the church parking lot, uh, always empty in the evenings. For about a four-month period, there wasn't a day that I went flying that I didn't bring that thing back broke. And I remember... I honestly don't know how I stayed in the hobby. Cause I remember coming home one day, sitting in the driveway after yet another strip torque tube, another broken landing strut, another bent boom. I remember sitting in the driveway thinking, I don't think this hobby's for me. I mean, it just it just felt like it was a never ending process of buying and rebuilding and not a whole lot of flying. Yeah. And I just remember the. I actually called Jason and I said, dude, what what is going on? Why?" And he said, well, you've got two choices. You can either stick it out or you can sell your shit and be done with it. And I just decided uh, I might as well stick it out. And it took a long time to get past that point. I'm guessing that I'm not alone in that. I'm assuming that you guys went through something similar.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, more or less.
0: So what what I mean for me what made what kept me going was although I I I would come home, I'd put the shit away, and I'd be like, oh, I'm done. I'm so done with this. It only took a day or two before I was like, ah, I just need to get it fixed and go try it again. It was just the the cool factor of flying an RC helicopter. That's really what kept me going. There was no one around. No nobody to say, come on, dude, just get that shit fixed and let's go fly. I just ha- it was just honestly a self-motivating. Process, mm-hmm. is that the way it was for you guys as well?
1: Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Once you get that, I mean, you know that once you have that first initial feeling of just awesomeness. Oh my gosh, you know that first time you pick it up, you hover it, and you land it, and you don't crash. You can, you can always go back and get that feeling again. It yeah. might be with a different maneuver or a different accomplishment. But you can still get that feeling again, and that's what it was for me. I mean, I, I had been there. You go past that, and then you just end up in this huge downer. <laughs> you know, everything goes wrong. A couple crashes in a row. It's and you're sitting there looking at everything, going, you know, maybe this just isn't for me. But in the back of my mind, I I couldn't shake that that feeling of wow. Well, okay, yeah, I know it really sucks right now, but God, I had it once. I know that I can get it again. Uh, so for me, that's, that was the driving force to fix it one more time, get back up into the air. And it seems like just about the point where you can't take it anymore, then you have one of those days or yeah. those flights where it all comes back.
0: You know, and I kind of fell into a little bit of a trap when I started. I think for the first five months, I bought a, a couple gallons of fuel. And I literally didn't burn all of it because I was so nervous about flying and crashing. The trap I fell into was these are so cool and I can't get enough of of touching them and and toying with them that I actually (laughs) I actually bought like twelve helicopters in the first year. Wow! And built. Holy cow! So I fell into this um, I fell into this mentality. Well, it's okay if I don't really fly them. I'm a builder. That's what I do. That's my part. That's my biggest part of the hobby. I'm a builder. Um, <laughs> hey, it's just the way it was, right? That's that was what kept me in the hobby. And then I I remember the The builder. When I made the switch from hmm. not liking, well, that's the wrong way to put it. When I made the switch from not wanting to constantly maintain all these helicopters to actually start flying them, I guess it was uh, probably about the middle of my second summer. I started realizing that 12 helicopters, and at one point, guys, I had 18 flying helicopters.
1: That's a... Holy balls. That's (laughs) ridiculous. It's
0: totally... And so then all of a sudden, I'm I'm starting to get to the point where the Vibe 50, I'm flying it. I'm not crashing it as often. I go from crashing every flight to crashing once or twice every couple days to pretty soon it's two weeks. And then I get... I kind of made that switch. And that's when I actually started selling them off, started selling helicopters off. But to be honest, you know, that's the trap I fell into. And that's kind of what kept me in the hobby during that initial phase of being uncomfortable flying. Like I was that dude. I would go to the field, right? And I'd have my six most beautiful helicopters sitting on the table, right? And I'd be polishing them. Jerk. And and there's something wrong with this one, right? So the wrenches come out. And the guys at the field be like, are you going to fly that? Well, yeah, there's just not something. There's something It's just not right, you know? So (laughs) I I totally fell into that. Totally fell into that. But not anymore.
2: Now Now he is uh, damn the Destroyer.
0: Now I've got... uh, I still have, I don't know, six or seven. But um, three that are flying. I mean, that I... Well, two, actually. I got rid of the Fusion. <laughs> so uh, And some that I'm going to keep just from nostalgia. The, the older ones. So that that's kind of what kept me in the hobby, dude, was just the, the building aspect. But I've kind of gotten over that. Now it's more about flying.
1: Yeah, I'm getting a little burnt on building.
0: You know, it's funny you mention that. Because just recently, building that that 700, as I was building it, I was like, you know, I'm really not. Enjoying I I even said something to you. Remember I was talking to you and I said I'm just I'm really not enjoying this. Not feeling it. (laughs) Uh I just wanted it to be done because I wanted to fly it.
1: Yeah. That's where I'm at right now. I just I just want to fly. I just want to fly. I don't want to have problems with anything. And it's that's a tough it's a really tough circle to get into, especially when it comes to like picking components. You know, you don't want to have ESC problems or screw around with tweaking and tuning governors, but then you also have a real hard time spending, you know, 600 bucks <laughs> on an ESC that you won't have any problems with. Yeah. So it's just, yeah, it's, it is what it is. It's a part of the hobby. It's just a phase, but I could really use. A couple of those uh, good days of where you just go out and everything's solid and you just fly, fly, fly and have fun.
0: You know, and those those are the things, guys, that kind of bring us back, you know, because we go through those. Um, I had those those uh, here about a month ago with Ed's Helicopters. It was right before Othello, if you guys remember. Uh, two maiden crashes, <laughs> two days, and, uh, you know, trying to get Ed's 500 going. It was a really kind of a dark period. Uh where I just wasn't enjoying the hobby. I mean, any aspect of it. And then I got a chance to get away for a while. And, you know, you talk about those moments that just really make you appreciate the hobby. And today was one of those days. Everything was working perfect. The weather was beautiful. It wasn't hot. Just had a, an awesome, solid day of flying. So those are the things, I guess, we look forward to. You know, those those are the... Those are the cool things. So I guess what we're saying, guys, is for, for you new guys, because we all struggle, we just got to kind of stick to it because the, the rewards of this hobby are just huge. If you don't stick with it, you're giving up on yourself. As Nick always tells me, don't let it beat you. No. <laughs> you <laughs> so, can't.
1: You got to be bigger, better, smarter, badder. You'll get it. Which it's is hard
0: just, to do sometimes.
1: It's very hard to do. I mean, and, and it doesn't. Don't 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 cheat yourself and think that it's gonna get better as you get better. Cause it just gets different. It's it is a part of the hobby. But the good the good part is is that you'll learn to kind of mold your psyche around it and and understand how it works and be o- not maybe not okay with it, but learn how to deal with it better. Absolutely. You know, even I know that like for example, you know, Bobby Watts when he was practicing for XFC. I think he crashed uh, the week before. Literally, he was piling them in every single day. I mean, ten, eleven, twelve crashes in a row every day. I can't even imagine that. Oh, you know. And so it's and he's an exceptional pilot. It's just, it is what it is. If you want to progress, you're going to push. You're going to have problems. If it was easy, we'd fly
0: planks. Yeah, and you know. Which kind of leads me to the next phase of this, you know. We kind of go through the excitement of starting it, you know, the what keeps us in it, what keeps us going. We decide to stick with it, and um, you know, we you're working on new stuff. You're doing it on the sim, and you can you can throw that thing around on the sim, and and things that you should should feel comfortable with doing. I've got a perfect example when Todd Bennett was buddy boxing me. I felt so comfortable doing things that I never thought I was doing. And today I was trying to work on some of those things and it was horrifying. I mean, I was like, what in the, I just couldn't bring myself to do it. God, that's just the mental game of it. And I don't, there's no real, God, there's not an answer.
1: No. And you can do it because you did it.
0: Yeah. I I saw it. I watched it and I did it. Yeah. And it wasn't that scary when you were doing it. huh? Not at all. Not at all. Eh,
1: Not at all. I, uh,
0: boy, we need to. We need to find the solution to that and bottle it up and sell it, dude.
1: Yeah, I'm going to come out with a new product line. of uh, They're called Big Boy Panties. Big Boy
0: Panties? <laughs> yeah,
1: and then everybody can buy a pair of Big Boy Panties. <laughs> You'll just go out and you won't have any worries.
0: You know, it's funny. When we were doing that stuff with Todd, he would just say, Dude, there's kids dying in Iraq. This is a toy helicopter. What is your problem? <laughs> <laughs> that is so harsh
1: <laughs>
0: you know and you know today for example we we talk about those moments that bring you back and um just some very basic things like uh, going inverted and doing an inverted punch out you know <laughs> I, I i was doing them today um but it took me like three or four flights to just get up the nerve to do it you know, I'm starting to work on doing flips like ten feet off the ground. You know, um, I, I'm very comfortable doing them one after the other at hundred feet, but just doing them down low, it just—it's this total mental thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I—I I guess, you know, is it a fear of crashing? Is it a fear of hurting yourself? Is it a fear of hurting somebody around you? I really don't know. I don't know what it is. I don't know why. When Todd Bennett was hooked up to the other side of the radio. I was able to just bust these things out, but now that I'm home, although working on them, not feeling nearly as comfortable doing them. Craziness.
1: It's a mind game,
0: man. It's all in my head. Yep. That's yep. That's one of the cool things about this hobby, though, too.
1: Just have Ed stand next to you after you get up off the ground, and then uh, just have <laughs> him te- have him tell you that he's got the trainer box hooked up. Maybe that'll maybe that'll help. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's okay. I got you, Dan. Yeah. I got you. I got you. You're all right. It'll be
3: okay. Hi, this is Dieter, also known as RCD Butts, and this is your 60-second tech tip. For this week's tech tip, I'm going to talk about some things that I learned at the recent Othello Funfly. Uh, one thing that's really cool is color-coding all of your tools. Uh, some of the guys had heat shrink of different colors that they could use to uh, put on their little hex wrenches and have a, a color for different sizes for one and a half to 2.5 and three millimeters and it was much easier for them to find their stuff and also differentiate it from everyone else's tools. Another thing that I learned at that recent fun flight is that digital pitch gauges are awesome. I used to use these mechanical pitch gauges all the time and I mean, what can I say? They were pretty much mediocre, and I would almost rather eyeball it than use one of those things. But Nick's friend Jesse had a really nice digital pitch gauge made by Beastex, and I used that thing, and I was able to get each blade exactly at zero degrees. I've never been able to get it this perfect with a mechanical pitch gauge. So, of course, I went over to Ken's tent from LowerHeli.com, and I bought a digital pitch gauge from him. It works great. And I recommend one to all of you guys. This has been your RC Heli Nation 60 Second Tech Tip.
0: I kind of want—I've talked about the Todd Bennett class a few times, but I got to tell you guys, if you do have the opportunity to take it, you really should. He's—he's really cool to hang out with, and he really does put it in perspective. Um, Be be prepared though; Um, he doesn't sugarcoat anything.
1: He will make you cry.
0: <laughs> he could, that's a very high likelihood. Uh, you know, he just he just totally messes with your head. Like, he'll get you up in the sky, and he'll just start yelling out stuff. Front flip, back flip, roll right, roll left, roll left, you know. And he'll just start yelling these things out, and you just kind of do them. And then all of a sudden, you'll do something that he didn't tell you to do, and he'll stop, and he'll say, that was the most fucked up looking backflip I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and then you'll be like, well, I couldn't see it. He goes, well, dude, right ailerons, right aileron. I don't give a shit if you can see the helicopter or not. Hmm. But, you know, I don't know. His style was, re- I, I enjoyed it. It's a school of hard knocks. It is. I think that he does a fantastic job of, of just getting you to relax. And um, that was the biggest thing I picked up out of his class was um, just not, stop panicking. Yeah. There's kids dying in Iraq. Why are you worrying about that helicopter?
1: <clears throat> it's a toy helicopter.
0: Yeah. So it was a lot of fun. So anyway, let's talk a little bit about that progressive RC giveaway.
1: Man, somebody is going to be a lucky fool.
0: Yeah, this thing is totally trick, you guys. This thing is a one-of-a-kind uh, case that he made just for this giveaway. I'm going to get some pictures up, probably post them on our web page, Put a few on Facebook. It's a yellow case. And um, there's a uh, iCharger 208, a power supply, and um, I guess the uh, balance adapter that he generally gives with most of his chargers.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: It's lit up. It's got an LED light on the top. It's got a switch to turn the light off and on. It's got a glowing blue hard deck for you to put your batteries on. Very unique case. Um, so what we're going to do is we figure this is a great time of year to do it because people have been out flying and we're a little, little torn on, um, the media in which we're going to ask you guys to do this in. We were thinking just videos, crash contest, send us in your crashes. As long as they have not been entered in any other contest, the best one is going to win this case. Now, video and pictures. Mainly because we're thinking we're going to be able to get more people uh, to get us pictures or stuff. Because not everybody has an opportunity to to get a video of their crash. I will say though, if you do get a video, there's a higher likelihood that it'll be more impressive.
1: Oh yeah, there's just no I've question. seen some pretty sweet pictures though. Our uh, <laughs> <laughs> our buddy and the uh, winner of the target battle bag award, Mike Fortin, his crash there at uh, at Helipros. Oh my gosh. How and I have never ever seen a, a the the throttle linkage was stuck through the canopy and just like <laughs> dangling there mid canopy, <laughs> not attached at either end. Yeah, and I mean that's an awesome picture because you can't you can't fake that, you know. So yeah, just don't. Don't send us all your old, you know, four or five-year-old pictures of your old vigor that you <laughs> crashed way back in the day and have entered it in, you know, every Ready Heli crash contest. I mean,
0: we want it, we yeah. Want it new. Yeah, we want it to be at least this year. Yeah. And, um, you know, send us your best and we'll see what we can do. We're going to give that away. Uh, somebody's just going to, you guys, wait till you see this thing.
1: It's clean. Absolutely, and I'm really picky about my charging cases, so this thing's clean.
0: Yeah, Dave at Progressive RC did a fantastic job, as usual. If you guys need some stuff, need some charging stuff, give him a call. He'll be able to hook you up sure. Another thing I want to talk about, guys, is um, I want to encourage you guys to let's let's do another Facebook drive. Let's uh, see if we can get some more likes on the Facebook. It's kind of it's starting to pick up a little bit. I don't know if you've noticed, Nick, over the last week. Yeah, it's always it's a great way for you guys to find out what we're doing. We we are we're really active on Facebook. We're always posting shit on Facebook. It's a great way to figure out what we're doing. See see what we're doing. Uh, we post pictures and uh, kind of talk about what's been going on. So I encourage you guys to you know let your friends know about us. Send them a invite to come to check us out on facebook definitely and also too i'm gonna to mention jake is no longer with us where his little uh, internet hell that he lives in in washington or he's not that's that, nick's in that's Washington. that's me and mine's good yours is good uh nick's over there oh, nick jesus christ <laughs> <laughs> you, you need a minute <laughs> jake over there in new york i knew i could get it right if i tried hard enough His internet is just being a bitch tonight, so he had to leave, so he's no longer with us. And there, you know, we talked a bit about uh, those stories, uh, those cool first stories, sometimes dangerous. And I think we'd be, I don't know, doing a disservice if we didn't kind of revisit one funny little story um, real quick from Rob. And most of you guys that have listened to the show for a while are familiar with this story has to do with his first uh, Nitro helicopter. Didn't really do a thorough flight check. Well, he saw that the linkage on the throttle was cracked. Figured it would be all right. Or the, uh, the link itself was cracked. Fired it up. Helicopter goes away. Full throttle. That's a fantastic story. And That uh, is
3: awesome.
0: <laughs> three young kids running through the woods with a fishing pole. 72 megahertz radio. Stopping every now and again to look up in the sky to see if they can hear it. Never did find the helicopter.
1: So that's nuts. Hey, speaking of crashing, okay. I get to I get to pitch all the guys at HeliPro some crap. So we're over there for the fun fly, right? hmm I have never How do you crash quads? No shit, right? Like, those guys crash quad every single day we were there. It was like, oh, yeah, uh, dude, I just, yeah, I might have totaled the stores 500. A- yeah, it's, it's not going to be fixable. It's like, wait a minute. It's a freaking quad. Yeah. It'll land all by itself. Yeah. And uh, Jesse <laughs> just, <laughs> just about took one to the side of the head.
0: Yeah. That happened, right? Well, after we got done recording, guys, we went back to our little, uh, you know, tent area where we had our trailers and stuff set up and jesse's just kind of chilling out and uh (laughs) he's he was the victim of a stealth quad attack (laughs) it didn't hit him it came damn close and here's the thing is is it actually went right between me and jesse i i was a lot further away maybe 10 feet away and it went, and I, it just went smack. And I turned around, and I was like, "Holy shit, dude!" That, I mean, if it would have spun like six inches to the right, Jesse's leg would have been a hamburger, I think. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Kurt. A,
1: yeah. Thanks for the <laughs> entertainment, Kurt. I don't know how those guys crash quads like they do. They are professional quad crashers.
0: Yes, they are. Man, we had such a good time at the LE Pros. I swear to God, if you guys are in the area, in the region, next year. You really should consider going. It's a lot of fun. Very informal. We had a great time. We really did.
1: It's a different, it's just a completely different deal. I'm not going to lie. I'll be very frank. Um, Billings, Montana? Yeah, no. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how you do it, man. (laughs) The the place is just a hellhole. It is. For me, Uh, uh, it is. I mean, it's hot and there's dirt. And there's nasty bugs that just bite the shit out of you.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And, and it's hot and there's some more dirt. But uh, despite all, uh, like if you would have taken out HeliPros, that, that would have been like worst vacation ever. Yeah. Because there's 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 just nothing there. But yeah. those guys, and, and maybe that's why they have such a level of entertainment that they do. Because there's nothing else. You have to have fun out there or else you'd go insane.
0: Yeah. And that's They really
1: do make it, they make it just enjoyable. They make every little weird thing fun. Yeah. You know, even if it's just the way that they bicker, or the people that are there, it it was neat.
0: And and that's kind of something too, I wanted to talk a little bit about, you know, they, those guys, they, they work hard, but they play just as hard. Oh yes, they do. And uh, they have a great time. And like Nick was saying, when you're in Billings, Montana, and dude, I live in Montana, and Billings is the armpit of Montana. When you live there, you got to hold on to whatever you can to make life worth living, right? (laughs) (laughs) And for them, it's having a good time, you know? They work hard, and they play hard, and um, I look forward to going out there every chance I get. Just hanging out with those guys is a lot of fun. It's yeah.
1: okay to be different and be there. How about yes. that? Yeah, that—that's the PC way of putting it. You'll fit right in if you're a little special.
0: A little special. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Nick, this is kind of a scatterbrain show, but you know we've been gone for three weeks and uh, kind of trying to put shows together. It was got a little difficult, but now that we're back, um, you guys can kind of look forward to us getting settled back into our groove and. And doing what we normally do, yeah, um,
1: getting bigger and better.
0: Bigger and better, absolutely. The downloads have just been going off the wall. I just, you know, I, the risk of sounding corny. I just thank you guys, really, I do, because yeah, what we do, we do it because we love it first and foremost. I mean, the three of us and the, you know, Rob, although he's not with us very often, and Brian and all those guys that are involved with the show. We all just have a, a serious passion for the hobby. And that's what makes us do what we do. It's, it's, um, I think, Nick, we'd do this if we had one listener. You know what I mean?
1: Oh, yeah. Absolutely. You, you have to. It's a stupid amount of work. Yeah. I mean, it really is. I know that people don't, and I don't, I don't want people to think that I'm like, oh, you guys have no idea. But it is for all the listeners, the amount of work that Dan puts into the editing, just the, editing is ridiculous and believe me it's not a great paycheck no <laughs> it's not but it's but you
0: know there is payoff i mean yeah uh, the payoff is um like for example i got an email from uh john welch um never mm-hmm. really talked to him about the show he's a local guy there in Billings. you know i was gracious enough to let me come to his house and use a shower thank god use, <laughs> use his laundry uh machines and, um, He sent me an email and he goes, you know what? I'm listening to that episode you guys did, and it's just fantastic. And you guys really do a good job. Keep up the good work. I mean, that from a guy like John, who, you know, he just flies. You know, he's he's not a hobby groupie, I guess. Maybe that's a rough term. But he just, to have him tell me that really means a lot. You know, yeah, and to get and we get that that response from people. Anyway, getting getting a little mushy, but that's uh, just thank you. I guess is the best way to put it.
1: Well, no, I think it's it's fair. We try to take the, you know, I, I think when people they get, the the more they get in this hobby, there there can potentially be some some realization that wow, there's a lot of fake stuff, and I that's my goal. I mean, personally, and I think that I can speak for you. We're Just normal people out here doing this because we love doing it. There's no BS with it. There's no politics with it. It's just fun. You know, we talk about what we see every day. If that's going to mean that you know it makes a fool out of me or makes a fool out of you, well, hey, that's what happened to me today. Absolutely. And uh, so, so there's just it's. I actually look at it as an advantage because we don't have to sugarcoat stuff. We can just call it how we see it and have fun. That's yep. what it's supposed to be, fun.
0: And that's exactly what it is. And I really appreciate uh, the support that you guys have given us. Absolutely appreciate the support that HeliPros and Outrage have given us. Yeah, and, um, definitely. righty, guys, if you wanted to get in touch with me, you could do that at Dan K. Reed on all the forums or Dan at RC Heli Nation. If you wanted to get in touch with Nick, you could do that by doing what, Nick?
1: You could probably just go ahead and shoot an email to Nick at Nation, or you can snag me on all the forums as NWM Tech.
0: Also, too, if you guys wanted to get an email off to Jake, you could do that at Jake at Nation. Maybe. Maybe. If if, his, if, his, if, his internet if he, will allow it.
1: If, yes.
0: and uh, patience. Yeah. Also, the best way to get in touch with Jake, strangely enough, is in the middle of the day on our webpage through the IM function. Also, too, guys, if you wanted to get in touch with Rob, I know he's not been on the show much. Um, just to kind of see how he's doing, wish him well. You can do that at rob at com. And I think that's about it, guys. We're going to wrap this one up. We sure hope you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as we enjoyed making it. Uh, thanks for putting up with it. It was a little on the scatterbrain side, but uh, we'll be back next week in full force. We can promise you that. Have a good week, guys. We will see you next Monday.
1: See ya.